Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, my actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me here, uh, Tim Kelly. How's it going, Tim? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Potassium is the number one mineral to focus on at first for a simple reason. So when you study these minerals in relation to health, you're eventually going to start looking at them as if each mineral has kind of a personality. So to help listeners better appreciate each mineral, I'm going to give each one a nickname, some of which I've invented, some of which I haven't. But for potassium, we're going to call that the master mineral. Master mineral, okay. We're going to call it the master mineral because it is required by the body in higher amounts than any other mineral. Now, some people might say, okay, just cut to the chase. Tell me exactly how much potassium I need. Can't do that. And and this is because of discrepancies in the scientific community. I'm definitely going to give you my opinion on this, Mm -hmm. but- I will tell you, uh, if you go into a store like Sprouts, you go into stores like, I don't know if Wild Oats even exists anymore, but Whole Foods, often there's going to be a reference there. It's called Balsh and Balsh, Prescription for Nutritional Healing. So if you're going to make a purchase, you can look up a form of pathology, find out what nutrients are going to benefit that particular pathology. You can look up a specific nutrient and find out what it does inside the body. Now, I have a copy from 1999. It says the recommended potassium recommendation is 500 milligrams. I found through my experience, that was way off. So I'm yeah. just telling you. Directly. Most of those are. This is old, right. old now, knowledge. Okay. Well, what Bolsh and Bolsh was trying to do was actually go away from the thing that I was raised on. Now, I know these terms have switched crazily over the years. When I was growing up, it was RDA. That was for recommended yeah. dietary allowance. Okay. So what Bolsh and Bolsh tried to do was say, well, we don't think that's good because that's going to give you the bare minimum. We want to give you the optimal daily intake for when mm-hmm. you thrive. And even then they were off by a galaxy. So what happened was I found researchers out there and you can find them too after this podcast, if you look it up, who are going to say 3.5 grams of potassium. That's really, really high. And then there are others out there who are going to say 5.7 grams. That's like crazy, super, super high. Now, believe it or not, I'm going to tell you, I sort of agree with the 5.7 gram people. I will also tell you that if you try to do this through food, it's next to impossible because if you take every single meal and gear it towards sky high potassium, you're probably not going to hit 5.7. The only way to hit that is through supplements. And now we need to get into why potassium is the master mineral. Okay. So now real quick, Tim, what about the electrolyte balance? If you're going so high on uh, potassium, do you have to worry about how much sodium you're taking in? You definitely do. And what you want to keep in mind there is that the potassium to sodium ratio should be two to one. This was found in the Gerson therapy. So Gerson was a doctor who was curing cancer left and right, by the way, cured cancer more than 50 times in a row, testified before Congress that he had done so, brought his medical records with him. He knew what he was talking about. Potassium deficiency apparently hits approximately 98% of the U.S. population. 98%. That means almost everybody is off on potassium. And it is a key primer for pathology. 
So what Gerson did is he got people juicing a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, and they were jacking up their potassium. So in relation to what you were just talking about, the potassium sodium ratio, the main thing that we're going to be watching is blood pressure. Mm. Now, of course, a lot of people are, are, are hypertensive and they're familiar with too high blood pressure and, oh, if only I could lower my blood pressure. But just with as with pH, we're striving for balance. We don't want blood pressure too high. We don't want it too low either. And that's the risk. If you take your potassium too high in relation to sodium and you don't have the sodium keeping pace, your blood pressure could drop way too low. I actually have had people do that. Okay. So you, you do want to watch that. So we want to get that potassium up there and we do that through foods and a lot of other things. So one of the key forms of pathology that Jarvis found in his experience was chronic fatigue syndrome. He related that to too little potassium because when he treated his patients with potassium, their energy levels rose. Now I went through a lot of dramatic stuff with potassium myself. 2014 was a horrible year for me. I got to a point where things were so bad. I was sleeping one or two hours without dreams for several days. It was awful. The thing that started turning me around was abandoning the low potassium requirement and jacking it up to 3.7 and, and the five. And I started to sleep better right away. And I went through a number of things I'll share so that other people can know what to look for because other people went through the same things. So potassium will boost your energy in the long term. In the short term, you could go through detox. So you can go through detox like on day one. And I was mentioning before about how when you're healthy, your waist does not stink that much. Uh, I was doing extremely well with my nutrition for a long time and my waist was not stinking. But when I started up on the high potassium regimen, some really foul stuff came out of me pretty darn quickly. And that let me detox know. Fine, yeah. Yeah, that let me know right away that I it was something I very much needed. Uh, another folk expression people may have heard is this or that is so scary or so shocking, it'll straighten your hair. That's based on a literal truth. Um, so when my hair was young, uh, it was very wavy. And there came a point where my hair started to get very straight. And this was around the time that I was very sleepless. Within 24 hours of jacking up my potassium, my hair became wavy. Most of it, like about 70% of it became wavy. So that's another key indicator of how you know that the potassium is working. I began to sleep a lot better. So it, it takes a few days to get past that detox point to where the energy starts to build up again. But once you do, you can start repairing so many different things. Dr. Jarvis said that calcium is to the hard tissues as potassium is to the soft tissues. Mm -hmm. And here's another shocker. Potassium controls levels of sodium as well as calcium in the body. It can influence whether or not life even occurs at all. Dr. Jarvis was dealing with animals, for example. There were a bunch of cows that were not able to give birth. There were a bunch of dogs that were not able to give birth. Put them on a high potassium regimen. All of them suddenly gave birth. Okay, so that's how important that can be. So um, most of the soft tissues in your body, the major ones that you think of are built of proteins. Protein synthesis is regulated mm -hmm. by potassium because if the water is not pulled into the cells by potassium, you're not going to have protein synthesis, which means you're not going to have muscle synthesis or anything like that. So you will just pretty much fall apart without potassium. You don't have any idea what it's like to be a human being until you get your potassium levels to the, the right stage. Now, another test that I found out, this was all by myself. I don't even know if anyone else has ever even duplicated this, but with magnesium, what you see is if you get too high, you'll get diarrhea. Okay. So one of the things I found with potassium is, surprise, same thing. 
Apparently, if you get too high potassium, you will start heading into diarrhea. So this is a, a nice, easy, direct communication of your body to you about what your highest potassium level is. So it, it's not all horrible at the beginning. It's, it'll start gently occurring. And it, as soon as you see that gentle increase in diarrhea, that's your body saying, okay, that's Stop your limit. point right there. Yeah. So then drop down by 0.5 and stay there. Another trick that I found, <laughs> not aware of anyone else in the world being aware of this trick. If you increase your oil intake, I'm going to recommend three tablespoons a day. I'm going to talk about this when I get to the fats and recommend coconut oil. You can extend the amount of potassium you can take in a day without getting diarrhea. For some reason, the fats run interference. I think they, what they do is they trap a lot of water and help you from losing it, causing chaos in the system. So when you work with potassium, it's one of the primary alkalizing minerals, and it will give you all of those benefits. Here's another strange benefit. Uh, I'm going to start with a story from childhood for a lot of people. Some people may have heard of the trouble of bedwetting in children. When there mm -hmm. are children who are living in chronic fear, uh, chronic anger, they're basically exhausting the adrenal glands, which are small glands that rest atop the kidneys and regulate your levels of major minerals in your body. You're basically creating a situation of potassium depletion so that when you increase potassium as Dr. Jarvis did, he was recommending honey and there are some milks that have more potassium than others, the bedwetting stopped because you just regulated your adrenal glands by boosting your potassium into the correct range. Now, for a lot of people who get older, one of the problems with being over 40 is incontinence. And I know that it's uncomfortable and there's people in industry who will just say, well, we're going to give you this industrial strength diaper and that'll take care of all your problems. And for a lot of people, they're like, you know, is there any other solution? Got to be something else. <laughs> yeah. So let's try increasing our potassium because believe it or not, if you increase your potassium when you're over 40 and you're having problems with a, a leaky bladder, it will go away. I had a friend of mine who was working construction. He was kind of getting in trouble because he kept running to the, the, the urinal there and the boss was like, what are you doing? And, but then he got on his high potassium regimen, problem stopped, you know, to really within days. So there's countless benefits to increasing your potassium. Uh, and that's one of the, the most important ones. So um, there's a little bit more to say on potassium, but I guess I'm going to pause for a second and ask if you have any questions or comments on potassium before we move on. Yeah. So going back to, uh, you know, the crying babies and boosting them back up like you said, giving them some honey or anything else to kind of boost the potassium, that's fine for children and toddlers. But for grown men and women, like you said, it's literally impossible to hit the 3.5 grams. So you're speaking of all of us need to supplement like that because there's no way we're going to get it with real food, right? Or it's just not that an I'm all aware day of. event. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that I'm aware of. So I you know, I generally don't recommend the gluconates. Um, but in this particular case, when I tested potassium gluconate, it worked just fine. It absorbed just fine and it's cheap. So okay. that's nice. You know, so you can get a huge amount of potassium gluconate. I, I will take like six of them with every meal just to have the nutrients in the meal help offset any dangers from too much potassium at once. I know there was a, a potassium scare a long time ago. And one of the ideas maybe that helps people to appreciate what goes on with potassium is that potassium is one of the minerals that will be depleted from stress. There are only a few major nutrients that are going to be depleted from stress, but the older you are, the more stress you've gone through. So the more important it is for you to replenish with your potassium. But think of it this way, your heartbeat relies heavily on potassium. So if you're in, a, in an emotional stressful situation, 
generally speaking, your heartbeat rises. Okay, you have a lot more heartbeat. So every beat of your heart is depleting your potassium. So if you're going through a lot of stress, then you're beating your heart a lot and you're losing your potassium. So you want to get that replenished and apparently potassium gluconate, you know, works pretty darn well. Now, some of the other ones might absorb a little bit better. I'm going to be talking about mineral absorption here in a little bit. Okay. But, but the price is right on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's definitely extremely helpful on that. The other clarification I was going to offer, I just never got a chance to mention this because we were uh, zipping along there. I was talking about an experiment for pets in relation to rock dust because uh, rock mm -hmm. dust can help mineralize animals and plants and stuff like that. The actual experiment involved uh, people who were fertilizing their fields with rock dust and they would have it in these buckets on their farms. So a bucket would be left out and overnight it would rain and what would happen would be the pets would rush over and they would immediately start drinking their rock dust water bucket. And apparently if they had a choice ever between plain water and rock dust water, they would always pick the mineralized water. So if anyone out there wants to help your pets with mineralizing them, uh, of course, inorganic minerals are not as great as organic. We'll talk about that in a second too, but it, it's an experiment people can do. And if your pets start thriving on rock dust water, cause it's more mineralized, write me and let me know. Cause I like stockpiling stories like that. Okay. Very cool. Tim, how, how do my listeners get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your book? Uh, do you have any social media website? I do have a website. It's uh, Polytope Press. That's P-O-L-Y-T-O-P-E. And if you go to DuckDuckGo, the search engine, and you type Polytope Press in the search box, the website will be the first one that comes up. Uh, it has an unusual address, uh, so it might just be easier to just follow those instructions to get there. And you can look up the books, Natural Healing Self-Empowerment or OptiFlex. And that should help guide you to the website as well. And I'd love to hear from people because I'm always like to get feedback from experiences that people are having if they're pursuing these ideas. Awesome. And uh, everyone knows I always uh, throw in all the details in the written form as links for uh, the podcast on Spotify or Apple. So you can just click on the links and go to from there. Um, but, uh, Tim, I uh, thank you for your time and thank you for being on the show and I'm sure we'll get you on for a few more episodes as well. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you.